Hello, Guardians. Today is September 8th, 2023. My name's Dan Finity, and welcome to Destiny Digest. Welcome back to another week of Destiny 2 news. We have an excellent show in store for you today. We have Tenruken on, who does maps. They do cosplay. They also cleared Crota's End during the contest raids. We're talking to them a little bit about that. The news this week is a little bit slow. If you're listening to this on release, you still have a few days left to pick up the Bungie Foundation's Guardians for Maui fundraising campaign. In this week's TWID, they say, to ensure that the funds raised have immediate impact, the campaign will close at 11.59 p.m. PT on this Sunday, September 10th. Not only do you get a cool t-shirt, but you also get a rad emblem, and it all goes toward a good cause. Bungie's newly formed PvP strike team has also taken to Twitter asking for feedback from the community about game modes, about maps, sandbox stuff. This is a quick turnaround for the team, uh, as it was just announced only a few weeks back in Joe Blackburn's video addressing the community at large. That's not the only promise that has taken shape this week. We also see a new Ritual Armor set added into the rotation for Strikes, Gambit, and Crucible. As promised in Joe Blackburn's address, this is the Eververse armor set that they took out of Eververse and put into Ritual Activities. We have the Hinterland set for the Hunter, the Biosphere Explorer Titan, and the Ossuary Warlock set. All of them look really cool. Uh, they got bones all over them. Perfect for spooky season. In the twid this week, Bungie also congratulated four-time Raid Race Legends Clan Elysium on their world's first of Crota's End. They do a whole interview in the TWID, so if you want to go through and read that, I'll have the links in the show notes. Also, I'm going to link uh, the interview that we did with Salt Agrepo over a year ago uh, in the show notes as well. Destiny 2 Update 7.2.0.3 landed as well on Thursday, bringing with it much-needed changes to the loot pools in Trials of Osiris. One of the notes being that match wins in Trials of Osiris now have the high chance to drop a non-adept Trials weapon. I'm seeing feedback from around the community that this is great for bringing casuals into the playlist and for infusing life for those just looking to get gear. Keeping the brisk pace, we're now going to go to our interview with Tenruken. Tenruken, thank you so Hi. much and welcome to Destiny Digest. How are you today? I'm doing good, thank you. Uh, how are you doing, Dan? You know what? People keep asking me that question. <laughs> I, keep, I keep answering the same way. So I'm going to... You know what? I'm doing well. I can't complain uh, too much. That's not just the Midwest uh, coming out of me at this point. It is. Uh, I'm. I'm. I had a good couple of days. Also, I get to talk to you about Destiny for a while, and we've been friends for a while. Mm -hmm. um, so what I want what I want you to do is, if you can, uh, maybe tell the people at home who you are. <laughs> Cattail. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell the people at home uh, who you are, what you do on on the internet, in the realm of Destiny 2 community, and where they can find you. Um, well, hi, I'm Ten. I um short for Ten Rukin. I am a community artist. I also uh, am a gamer, so I also play the game. I do anything from make fan art, uh, ranging from just memes sometimes, emotes, mm -hmm. uh graphics or um probably what i'm most known for is either my hive art either of my oc um original character Neric, and or of the 
more famous tarot cards that I did um, mm-hmm. for the last several years. Uh, then we have the community raid maps that I've done mm-hmm. um, and the dungeons that I've uh, tried to do a little bit. Then beyond that, I just game and every once in a blue moon stream the game too. <laughs> so, I mean, that's let's dive into it. That's kind of where I know you from is I know mm-hmm. you as like I, we were friends of friends and I knew you as somebody who made maps primarily and somebody that like I played with occasionally in the good people discord. <laughs> um, <Yes. laughs> and, um, I also, um, but I had seen your art in the past without knowing you and thought mm-hmm. that it was like, it was gorgeous. So like, and, and lucky enough to have met you at GCX and have gotten a couple of prints, which need to go up as soon as I'm able to frame them. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. They are a little bit awkward size. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's completely fine. Like I, I'll figure it out. But um, yeah. So what, um, what got you into destiny Two, or what got you into the, the universe of destiny? What was, what was the, the impetus for, for diving in? Okay. Well, if I go back to the very beginning, the first, like I heard about destiny um, back when it came out and a lot of people told me, Hey, why don't you try this? You like Warframe. You like a bunch of these other games. Mm-hmm. This seems right up your alley. And I was just like, yeah, but I don't have a console. <laughs> yeah, I'm a PC player. I'm sorry. I don't have the money to get this game mm-hmm. because I would have to buy a whole new console and things. So my first actual um, introduction into Destiny was actually through a cosplay friend of mine at the time. He made a raise lighter. Okay. And he was showing me some stuff, and I was like, oh, that's a really cool sword design. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, that's so cool. I love that design. Mm-hmm. And then it just, like, years later, um, I had been playing Paragon. That shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God. That is a game yeah. I haven't thought of in in years. Yes, that was yeah. actually how I got started in streaming and mm-hmm. like community stuff and whatnot. Because uh, I was um, very invested into Paragon and I had a good following in their love streaming back then. Mm-hmm. And, and one of my friends was doing a giveaway and he's like, hey, you know what? I have this code for this game, Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. Do you want it? I was like, okay, you know, free game. I'll try it out. I tried it out with some of my other Paragon friends and instantly hooked. I was like, mm-hmm. I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea who this Cade character is. I have no idea what's going on. Who are these Cabal? <laughs> Who's Gaul? What? What is the light? What? Yeah. <laughs> and instantly, like, I was hooked. And I just started, like, diving into the lore. I was, I was just... Uh, that was my new thing. Hell yeah. And... That was actually how I started um, kind of building up a bunch of a uh, community through there because I had been just bouncing around through games and just was like, all right, remaining this now. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Y'all, y'all can suffer through <laughs> this game with yeah. me. If, if this so isn't I the thing a, for you. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I think I really got sucked in around the time um, the Invitations of the Nine. Okay. Yeah. That's where I really took off and just. I was gone. I was gone. Because mm-hmm. I, I realized that the Invitations of the Nine were based around tarot cards. Mm-hmm. But, and it started that whole series of art. And that's how it, like people started figuring out like who I was and everything. Um, 
and here I am. Yeah. Heck yeah. So have you always uh, in the communities, you're talking about Paragon, you're talking about Warframe. Um, in those communities, did you like make community art as well? Or is Paragon, this? Paragon, yes. Yeah. Um, much, much smaller scale. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't in anything near like what i am now um i would do some emotes um i did a couple pieces i think the biggest i have two pieces of paragon ones i still um look at Mm -hmm. the one i did as a tattoo design Mm -hmm. um which was based off of muriel and the two snakes basically the caduceus a healing staff okay um and then the other was a farewell piece using the character that i pretty much was most known for using Mm-hmm. Um, phase and it was a one where she was holding the icon in her hands and there was a sunset behind her oh awesome and that was my like farewell tribute to the game mm-hmm. on the last day the servers were up oh, okay so yeah i did i did some pieces here and there but like i wasn't near as good as i am now i was oh. still learning how to digitally draw back then mm-hmm. so it was uh, it was a lot more hard i was still learning <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's how it is with any like field, creative field, right? <laughs> You're, yeah. It's always a, it, it's a process. It's, yeah, yeah. it's like, okay, I'm here. It's not pretty, but I'm trying. And then you get, you look back when you're over here and it's like, we're not going to, we're going <laughs> to just ignore this. It's not good. Yeah. We're just going to pretend this, all, this all is all that exists. That's how I used to be. So the, going back, I, I used to be in bands and everything. Mm-hmm. And so occasionally, you kind of like go back and you test out the thing and you're like, is this, is this good? And I think I'm finally like at the point and separated far enough from it. that I can be like, you know what? I'm really proud of those things. Even though like this version of myself that made it was maybe a little immature. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. Didn't necessarily know how to uh, adequately adequately convey what he he was thinking in the project <laughs> yep. so, like it's just part of being an artist it's part of progression and everything so um but yeah so when when you came to destiny were you straight up making so you you mentioned the tarot card project um mm-hmm. were you making oc like your original characters on top of that or did that not come until like when that when you started about... getting into destiny and uh and or dungeons and destiny yeah it i would say like it really got when i got into the dungeons and destiny because they found me through the tarot project Mm -hmm. and they reached out and they're like hey gcx is coming up would you like um to help uh make backgrounds for these posters because we have character art Mm -hmm. but we don't have a background that really ties it in together Mm -hmm. and what year was that something for us uh that was back in 19. okay so it was just like I think four months after I had started the tarot card project, mm-hmm. um, and I remember re- them reaching out literally right as I had an eye infection. Oh no! So I couldn't see. Right. My eye was. I I had to go like basically like this. I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah, because my eye was so sensitive. I couldn't. I couldn't have any light mm-hmm. around me, and I was a pain trying to draw. And I had a week to get these backgrounds done. Mm-hmm. But um, Katie had been like hey do you want to try playing in our server and in our event and everything i was like hell yeah i love yeah. drpgs I like sign me up <laughs> um and i invited a couple of my friends in and it just took off and that's where like 
two months later, I had Narek, um, and mm-hmm. that was the character like that I was currently playing in their server event, and here I am now. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, I was I was lucky enough to see you in like your full like cosplay of your original character at GCX. Yeah. How many yeah, hours the... did that piece take you overall like just for that event? I had so about 2 months before GCX, I was like, okay, maybe I can make it. Mhm. Um now Nightingale was kind enough to try and like help um help it um make try and get out there and everything that kind of fell through but it was basically what started me actually looking at being able to go to gcx and i was Mm -hmm. like i don't want to go as just me i i I do want to meet my friends and be me some of the time but it was like i'm shot yeah i don't come across it a lot of times but i met i am very shy i'm uh don't like reaching out to new people and stuff um this was a nice way for me to hide kind of behind a mask yeah um, uh, because when I'm in cosplay, I, it's like, I'm not me anymore. Okay. I am the character, even if not fully the character, I, there, there's a separation between me and the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not me that people are really looking at. It's the character and it helps me relax and everything. Mm-hmm. So I had about then at that point when I realized I could make it, um, cause I had just finished a nice commission that. Uh, helped pay for the ticket we basically just threw everything in right i immediately was like all right this is my current and destiny character i'm gonna make them let's go mm-hmm. and i had about a month a little over a month to make the entire thing i don't even have any idea of how many hours i put in because <laughs> it was just like i wake up had my coffee and i was instantly like okay what do i need to do mm-hmm. and it, it just instantly like I was working till sometimes one a.m. in the morning, mm-hmm. two a.m. in the morning, uh, because I live in Arizona. It is yeah. extremely hot, and like at times it was one hundred twenty degrees outside. Like, and I had to have the door open to the outside because the noxious fumes of the chemicals right. of from the glue. So basically, when I wasn't sleeping, I was working. Mm-hmm. I was either researching or planning or sanding mm-hmm. <laughs> or something. What uh, was the like so is was this your first uh full blown cosplay that you've put together or had you put no okay gotcha no i've been so i started cosplaying in 2009 okay um just small things um because my we have a bunch of conventions here locally um and my mom and i went to um several we that was our thing every year we would go um to two of the local cons mm-hmm. um and that was kind of our vacation and our yeah. bonding thing um she would help me a little bit um on the cosplay just you know plan uh sometimes hold things um run run me around you know town and help me pick out fabrics mm-hmm. and stuff um and then we would go and so i had already been through several cosplays um probably the most notable ones were my uh, Synchronicity Miku from the Vocaloid series, which okay. was absolutely huge. That took me th- three months for the base version, and I ended up upgrading it twice after that. Okay. That was by far the most expensive one because it was about five hundred dollars mm-hmm. just into one cosplay. The other one was my Ayla the Huntress from Skyrim. Okay, and that was probably the m- most complicated 
mm-hmm. just because of the props. I had a huge dragon head prop that I had made. <laughs> That's awesome. The thing was the thing was massive. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it cosplay was not a new thing for me. It was very much a. I'm rusty. I mm-hmm. haven't done it in probably seven years. Mm-hmm. But I still retain all the knowledge. Um, yeah. For the most part, it was just like. I have Where's to do all, all my this stuff? Now. Where yeah. is all of my stuff? <laughs> so I, it's like I haven't figured out. So it was, it was fun. What was the toughest thing that you like that you learned during this cosplay? I would say that would probably be in taking something that was my own design mm-hmm. and making it a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, because the character design was based off of a lot of pre-existing armors and everything um it was a mixture of guardian armor either from the lux set Mm -hmm. um or some other pieces and hive armor yeah and your oc is like a so it was a a hive guardian kind of yeah they're originally a guardian who had made a deal with a worm okay so they had um an actual hive worm living inside them Okay. This was, and I did this before, you know, Season of the Deep or yeah, yeah. the current season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, that's kind of kismet that, like... <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's like... <laughs> Drexus, Drexus was so funny. He's, like, looking at my my Guardian as I'm designing them back months ago and then finds out about this current season. He's like, Ben's going to freak out and absolutely love this season. <laughs> um, but I'd say probably most... It was getting everything to look mm-hmm. um, and fit on my body. Yeah, it's one thing to take someone else's creation and be like, "Okay, I can, I can make this." It's another thing to make your own design, and then it's like, "How do, how, how do I get this to all work properly?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. This all has to like fit and like cinch into one another to create yeah. this kind of like seamless experience. At least that's what I, I what I saw on the show floor was it looked yeah. mostly seamless. And I didn't have enough time. Like, yeah. I would have needed probably another two weeks um, to really get it to work properly. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not have time to test fit it at all. Yeah. So you were so just test there, fitting, just flying by the seat of your pants out? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there there was so many times, like, getting in it is very time-consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely am going to try and uh, upgrade it and fix it up for next year for GCX because I'd like to make it nice and clean and fit and properly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was a really fun experience. I'm glad I did it. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Well, that's kind of like a perfect transition into like the next phase of this conversation here. How are you liking this season so far? I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. Oh, <laughs> I am eating so well. <laughs> perfect. I am just over here like all the hive lords <laughs> yeah what's um, what's been your favorite part so far i know we've gotten a lot of activities we're about what is this week three this is week three yeah and week we've three. had a lot of bombshells already like from a lore and story perspective what have been some of your favorite moments so far probably just seeing all the lore like there are bits that i've already known like some uh bits about the hive language and how it works um and then seeing that really concreted um, in some of the bits and lines that are put in there, and then mm-hmm. seeing the characters interact, and then especially seeing 
oh, okay, so throne worlds don't work quite like how we thought. You actually need to know hive magic. You need to know this. And then it's like it, building off of the knowledge that we've already had. Mm -hmm. And then thinking at, at later after I've gone through, it's like, oh, I'm looking at all this tea between Zivu and I'm having a <laughs> little a spitting contest. And then it's yeah. like, I could take this for my own stuff. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no. I'm looking at my OC over here and it's like, I made I made a hive god by accident. Oh yeah. no! It's like you're slowly just like it, it's it's feeding into your yep. story. Your story. Who knows? Who knows if your story feeds into <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it's just like I have no idea. But I'm eating well, and my friends are over there like constantly bugging me. Like yes, mm -hmm. we can use this. <laughs> They're over there being like ah yes ha ha. Now we are acolytes for your character. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, another thing that you do in the community, you make you make raid uh, maps for people, yes. like for for different encounters. Um, what you you just spent the past weekend <laughs> playing playing Crota's End as a, yep. a bunch of the community did? Did you guys did you guys end up getting past the challenge mode, or did you? Yes. Yeah, congratulations. That's that's Thank phenomenal. You. Um, so like when you're, uh, when you're playing through that, were you just focusing mainly on like, I need, we're, we have this goal of getting a challenge completion. Mm -hmm. We just want to get that done. Do you have any of that like map sense kind of rolling through the back of your brain? Just like, <laughs> just saying, Hey, you know, the, this chest is over here far off on the left hand side and you can get to it within the minute, but you got to. <laughs> kind of go out of the way or so if i'm doing a dungeon yes mm -hmm. very much i i am if i'm not in a contest mode i am the first one i i'm always constantly like okay let's get some reference photos let's try and scout out get the lay of the land get the flow of the encounters and then in the next runs and everything then i'll be like okay i am going in i need you guys just to do the encounter and be willing to wait mm. so that i can get references or whatever and i basically just take i just span my print screen but <laughs> yeah yeah like surveying um, almost yeah and I, i'm just getting a feel and everything and then i'll kind of start sketching out um in photoshop uh basically the layout mm -hmm. um and then i'll and then i'll kind of fine-tune it like with um the vow maps that was very difficult because and different because I had never those were the first ones I did. Mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out, okay, I want to do this because a lot of my friends are having difficulty. They need something clean. I'm just gonna do it and we're gonna see. And like mm -hmm. the third encounter was the first one I did. I would love to redo that one, but it's I don't feel like it's yeah. needed. Um and I definitely saw a change in how I did things via um the rest of the raid. Mm -hmm. Um because when caretaker the second encounter i went in with two people and i was like find me an oobs i need an oobs i'm yeah. not mapping these inner rooms by hand and i was a we were able to find um we were able to find an out of bounds area that allowed me to basically figure out roughly how the inside were rooms mm -hmm. were for that encounter um at least for the two two of the floors, I couldn't. Mm -hmm. The third floor is completely sealed off. Gotcha. Um, so I was able to use like techniques like that to help me with some of them. Others, um, 
for the most part, I am just like, where's the highest place that I can get to? Yeah. And then you just go off of that. Um, Strand has made it a lot easier mm -hmm. um, because I can use the grapple and um, get some references from that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very picky in, when I make my maps because I try and make them as accurate as possible. Um, Spire was by, by far the easiest. Yeah. Um, I decided to do that off of random because nobody else had really done a really nice clean map at that mm -hmm. time that I had known of. Um, there were a couple, but nothing very nice um, of all of the encounters. So I decided I'll do it. And I found out that somebody had ripped all of the assets of the dungeon. Mm -hmm. Or at least 95% of them. Um, and what I did was I opened it up in Blender and I was able to manipulate the files and how they rendered out so that it came out as line work. Mm -hmm. yeah. And basically was able to take that and um, then clean it up. I had to massively clean it up in some areas um, and make something that way. Mm -hmm. So that drastically increased um, the productivity there. Yeah, I was going to say, I, that probably takes a lot less time than going in and surveying it and making sure that yes. measurements and locations were right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because um, acquisition, uh, mm -hmm. first encounter in Vow, took me, I think, a month. Mm -hmm. Because it it is so complex because you have not only the verticality, you also have the rooms inside. Mm -hmm. But then it's just like there's so many things that need to line up. Mm -hmm. It's about 98% correct. Yeah. There are certain times because I, I would basically be like, okay, this point go needs to line up with here. This point needs to line up over here. Mm -hmm. And I would have so many guidelines on Photoshop that it was just like, there's so many blue lines, I can't see where my actual <laughs> things are. <laughs> yeah. When it, um, when it comes to a raid like Crota's End, which like mm -hmm. has been out for years at this point yes. uh, because of like it returning from Destiny, uh, Destiny 1 and it being one of the mm -hmm. earlier raids in Destiny 1. There's already yes. maps that are established for that raid mm -hmm. and for those encounters, although... Some of the encounters have changed, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, are when you're when you're going into a project of a reissue, um, mm -hmm. what's your process there? Do you go back and look at what others have done before you and refine, or do you do you try to cut the whole cloth? I look at what has been done. Can I improve on it in any way? Mm -hmm. That is my first priority. Is can I? do this and make it cleaner can is there any point in me doing this there like last wish i will probably do one encounter mm -hmm. and that is just queen's walk yeah i have the files for all of queen's walk and the last two encounters mm -hmm. um for blender that is the only encounter i am going to do for queen's walk um for last wish and everything i didn't touch king's fall at all Mm -hmm. There were there were some good maps out there already. I didn't see the point in doing that unless I were doing a um, like my Val ones were done in such a way so that a Sherpa less group could complete this. Mm -hmm. it, it gave it gave all of the needed information. Um, yeah, it's great. That is what I do. I, it's like I use them with my groups and send them to yeah. people like when I need them to understand what the layout is. Yeah, it, it, I make them basically so that a Sherpa-less group can um, go through, or an LFG group. Mm -hmm. Because not every group has a dedicated Sherpa or someone who's been through it before. Um, some groups, their Sherpa is like, okay, we haven't run this in a while. 
I need a refresher. Right. So, or some, and some people, myself included, are visual learners. So it's mm-hmm. nice to be able to read it and then hear it. Mm-hmm. So um, I try and make it for those groups. There's a lot of guides out that are um, on reprisal raids that uh, there's no point. Yeah. It's like the, there's there's very little that I can improve on in many cases um, with like King's Fall, probably with Crota. Mm-hmm. Um, I've looked at some of the maps and they're they're perfectly fine. I don't see a way I can really improve on them. Mm-hmm. Um, Ron, I might do the jumping puzzle. Yeah. Um, because that is something that is very complicated. But there's other groups that have, have also taken up the banner um, for trying to make maps. There, uh, Ghost of the Deep. Okay. Yeah. There was a um, someone did a fantabulous um, version of maps there and they look very nice they're much cleaner um i try and make mine not look like they're done by bungie Mm -hmm. um these look like they're made by bungie in a that kind of style Mm -hmm. um and i've i've definitely noticed that they've pulled a couple of my techniques like with the height planes yeah um and that's like i i enjoy doing the maps for fun Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who enjoys sharpening and teaching people and like helping them through these endgame basically activities, because I was once there, I yeah. didn't have like anyone really to help me at one point, and then I had uh, one of my friends was like, you know what? Okay, you're. I used to play this game, I haven't really played it in a while, but I know these old raids. We're going to take you through. Yeah, and I want others to be able to experience that too Mm -hmm. so So. um with crota returning how did your team find it how did you guys um enjoy challenge mode and contest oh that's we found it to be a struggle yeah um like everyone else it was definitely a struggle we got the clear Mm -hmm. um unfortunately it bugged out for us like many other teams, um, oh, and the the it didn't give you the uh, emblem at the end. The all for one, yeah. Oof. The the last triumph did not check off as clear, even though mm-hmm. we we definitely won and everything, and it shows in the raid report that we cleared the raid. Mm-hmm. Um, it bugged out for everyone, mm. um, and nobody. Five of us were willing to go back in and be like, "All right, we're gonna try this again. We're tired, but we're gonna try and get it." Right. And one of them was just like, you know what? I've put enough hours into this. For we've been yeah. going, we're all tired. I'd like to go. Um, <laughs> I'd like to go and do something else with the rest of my day. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, at which point we just called it. Um, we definitely struggled on some encounters. Mm-hmm. Um, what were what were the most difficult ones? I'd in say your definitely bridge. Bridge. Okay. Um, that was more just on an execution level. Mm-hmm. Um. Crota was probably our second most difficult one, and that mm-hmm. was more just from a we were so exhausted. Yeah, yeah. Because um, we ended up just saying, you know what, let's stop, come back in five hours, get a little bit of sleep. We got it third try. Yeah. Like exhaustion was the enemy there yeah. more than anything else. Um, doing the challenge mode, we, by that point, it was. I think um, first encounter was the rockiest because it was like trying to re- <laughs> you get used to the mechanics of the end and then it's like trying to go back through and it's like wait yeah uh, what <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 um so I've 
I, I, I didn't play contest mode. Uh, I've only played it after it's gone normal. Mm-hmm. And at, having played the original version of it back in the day, uh, when I was, when I was helping people out, uh, in destiny one or like when, uh, I was on destiny tracker there for a while, uh, mm-hmm. when we, when we were doing like age of triumph helps around that time. Um, I remember that raid being fine. It wasn't my favorite by any stretch of the imagination. Um, Age of Triumph came around and the bridge section was probably my favorite thing just because everybody got a sword and everybody could just go pound town on everything. <laughs> and, yes. Um, so that was like super rad. But um, I really enjoy the added mechanic of the chalice of light that you yes. move from one end of the raid all the way to the end to like to empower you as you're going into this oversoul area. Um, how did you, how did you like that addition to the mechanics? Had you played the, the previous version mm-hmm. prior? I've, pl- so I only have played destiny one for about a week. Yeah. <laughs> Back in season of the drifter, I was very bored. Um, cause we had, that was our four month season. Mm-hmm. Um, and during the last month, I was like, you know what? I've never played Destiny 1. Let's fix that. Right. And I I bought the game. I had a PlayStation, thankfully, at that by that point, uh, thanks to a friend. And we played through it. Um, some people, random viewers, and um, one of my friends mm-hmm. uh, basically took me through almost all of the raids. The only one that we didn't get to do was Wrath of the Machine, right. which I hear is fantastic. It's one I, of my favorite raids. I was, I it was the one that it. I wanted to have come back. But knowing now what I know now, uh, them bringing back Crota the way that they did, it it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So I've only gone through the D1 raids once. Mm-hmm. And it was um, on that easy mode that you unlock, apparently. Mm-hmm. There's a harder version, too. Um so I don't really have much of a comparison. I remembered some of it, mm-hmm. but a lot of me going into contest mode was just learning on the seat of my right, right, right. <laughs> I was just like, okay, I've remembered some of this, and mm-hmm. all right, we're just gonna learn on the fly. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. Going in after contest mode was done, I was like, I'm bored. <laughs> I need I need more of a challenge. Yeah, yeah. I I know I'm weird like that, but we'll like, add I density. remember bridge <laughs> challenging. I, yeah, challenge. I liked bridge encounter um mostly because it, it, everyone else was focusing on their things. I was just like I will sit here on the totem and I mm-hmm. won't move until you tell me to move otherwise. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I I locked it down. Yeah. And I had fun. I I helped out on I locked down my side. I helped out in middle. Um, and I had fun. I, I, I missed, I kind of missed the difficulty. Mm-hmm. I wish things like you had that aggression modifier still. Right. Like, at least that. Give me that. I, I loved contest modifier. I love the challenge. I love being able to push myself. It's one reason why I love, um, the few contest, uh, raids I've done or like Grandmaster Nightfalls, um, dungeons. It, I love stuff like, that. I love being able to push myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and see what I can do. I've seen. I always see the most growth when I do that, mm-hmm. and I've really felt like this raid really kind of helped me personally. But also, just it, the team are really kind of just we figured out what we were good at, mm-hmm. 
and we worked it. My final question. So if you were, well, two questions. Are you planning on doing the final shape raid based on your experience with this contest mode? And what would be some like, um, would be some tips for players who are maybe looking to do day one or first 48 contest mode that, mm -hmm. uh, you found helpful in your, um, in your playing experience. So first question, um, I am plot, I am planning on trying to do the raid. Mm -hmm. Um, one of my friends has asked me like a year ago to try and do the raid with, and I promised I would try, I would, um, I would say yes, and I'm planning on doing it with her. Cool. More than likely, we will not get the clear, but, you know, I mm. don't care. I'm doing it for friends. Yeah. Um, as far as for other people, that's a difficult question. Mm. I, cause I, I also talked to another friend um, about this, and I think the most important thing is teamwork. Mm -hmm. I have seen so many teams fall apart because they aren't willing to work together or they yeah. don't mesh well. Um, I have been very lucky with Kingsfall and with Crota that, and even with Ron, that I got some very wonderful, really stellar teams. We had different skill levels, yeah, but mm -hmm. um, we all meshed well. Yeah. There was no egos. There was no, oh, well, you're not doing that as efficiently or, you know, mm -hmm. do this better. You know, uh, we all kind of communicated. Mm -hmm. We, it's like, well, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Um, we kind of talked about things, tried to figure out um, and made suggestions. Um, how can we do this better? Mm -hmm. What can I, what can I help out with? Um, instead of like, I need you to do this. Be like, what can we improve on? Mm -hmm. Think of it not so much of a me or you. Think of it as we, the team. Right. Um, communicate ahead of time, too. Like, okay, I'm going to bring this. Um, can someone bring this? Right. Um, communication. Um, this is something I learned from an interpersonal communication class. Um, communication is a two-way street. Mm -hmm. You can't have communication only going one way. Otherwise, mm -hmm. it's just like you're going to not get anything done. You need to have it going both ways. Uh, so one of the first things, like, both with Kingfall and with Crota, um, I asked, what do you guys need? Mm -hmm. What can I bring? What can I do to help out? Yeah. So instantly I had, um, and I was told both times, it's like, we pretty much have everything okay. Bring whatever you think. Yeah. Uh, so instantly I had on my normal, like, Okay, tractor cannon, you know, divinity, my right. well builds, my stasis builds, my strand now. Um, mm -hmm. I had all of my normal builds um, that basically could fill in with everything. So I had my Aeon builds, even like I was ready to basically go in anything. Right. Like whatever the team needed at any point, we were ready to take on. Perfect. So I would say go in, make sure you guys are all on the same page. Mm -hmm. Make sure like... You know what everyone expects. Yes. Um, That's a huge one. Like setting yes, expectation like of, hey, we're doing this completely blind. Nobody look up anything or yeah. even like, hey, we're just we're looking for the clear. We'll we'll get it any way that we can. Like yeah. knowing those things in advance are huge for team dynamics. And being like on the same page, especially too with 
we are going to give it our all. Mm-hmm. We, if it's lack of sleep, we're going to suffer. Mm-hmm. We're going to get this, or we're just going in there to see. Um, we're going to go in casual. We're not probably going to get the clear, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Make sure, like, especially with those two, everyone needs to be on the same page because mm-hmm. some people may not be wanting to do one of those things. Exactly. So make sure you find a team that not only you can vibe with, but also if you're going in wanting that emblem and you're willing to suffer through, make sure you find a team that's willing to do the same. Because if you're not, you're going to start having conflict issues. Mm-hmm. That was that was something that like in my earlier teams, when we would try to do day one stuff, it it really kind of pushed me off of it because every I, I it's not that like people went in with egos. I think people went in with different expectations and people weren't didn't readily convey those until like the day of (laughs) or or like, yeah. Yeah. And so like you get in there and like some people are like, I'm just here to have fun. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's not really helping us with this thing. And then you have like one guy that's over here yelling, guys, we got to take the Like, and can be like kind of like a frustrating situation in in full so like yeah i i think that was that was something that i ran into um Mm -hmm. on my first contest raid um crown of sorrow Mm -hmm. i set it up um uh i had almost enough for two full teams and Mm -hmm. and it was very much a matter of well we don't have enough for two teams i have to pick out who's on my team um and trying to you know figure out okay what is the best dynamic Mm -hmm. what do i need and who is willing we were all in there for the emblem and i had drama going around it and stuff and it did not end up well right and it was just one of those things of you that was one probably my first lesson find and make sure you have the team that all meshes well and you know you're all on the same page because we had one person who it just it it did it threw us all off didn't mesh Yep. Well, I I think another thing that this new philosophy almost from from Bungie, I I, I think this new philosophy from Bungie of extending out contests to 48 hours to make it more, I guess, amenable to schedules and to allow more people to attempt and partake Mm -hmm. is really useful too, because then you can like, I I know during my clear, we we did run and we did like Mm -hmm. the the 48 uh we we basically use the full 48 we i think we got it yeah. done an under like just a couple minutes before the 48 hours oh ran my. out and so it was like it was it was tough but like you know we were able to like rest and be like okay we're coming back into this um maybe knowing a few a couple more um strategies than we did the night before <laughs> but like you're at least yeah. able to go in and be like okay i know what this is we just got to get the reps in and we just got to knock it out. Yep. So that was kind of us with, um, with Crota. Mm-hmm. Cause normal mode was where it, it was just like, we knew we could do it. Mm-hmm. We had nearly done it two times. Um, and it was just stupid things partially on my side. Um, mm-hmm. I think one time it was because the well broke early oh, and yeah, he yeah. slammed me. Um, cause I was the oversoul. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that made it hard, and then the second time, I didn't have enough ammo. Right. I I had used one shot too many on DPS, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 
and I was so upset. I was <laughs> I'm so sure. upset with myself. Um, and then we were just like, you know what? We're, we've got time. Mm-hmm. And everyone wanted to, you know, go in and just get like two hours of sleep and come back. And I was like, no. Yeah. That is not enough time. It's like we are all dead exhausted. Yeah. Come back in five. And I had to argue a little. It's like, listen, by that point, there will probably be better strategies because mm-hmm. people have already cleared it. There's going to be, we're going to be able to figure out, okay, this is a more effective weapon mm-hmm. for this thing. And then people will have figured out how to do challenge mode probably a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And that was actually our the key thing that made them just be like, all right, fine, five hours. Come back five hours. Um, so I think the 48 hours has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I have... Even back when they they first started doing 48 hours, um, I was like, you know what? I'm okay with it because, hey, my friends cannot kill yeah. themselves. Um, I remember King's Fault, 24, eight, 24 hours versus 48. Yeah. I will definitely take that. I, I'm sorry. 24 hours was it kind of leads brutal. It's yeah. It's it's a most a mostly unhealthy decision <laughs> to to go ahead and do. Yeah. And like I, I think allowing allowing the weekend gives more more teams opportunity to hop in and check out what contest mode means if they're looking to yeah. do future ones or if they're even just looking to get this emblem. I like it because one, it allows um, them to do, start it on Friday. Yeah, it allows for any bugs. Um, look at what happened with some of the other raids. Um, how it got really buggy and stuff. So it allows the team to be there to deal with any situations that might arise. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't have to take off a day of work most times if it goes into Saturday. Yeah. Um, which allows a lot of people who maybe can't get that day off. Maybe because, hey, we learned about it too late. And it's like, well, I needed to put in my, you know, notice ahead of, more yeah. ahead of time. So it allows for more flexibility from other people. Yeah. It also allows people to take more time to get rest. Yeah. Not all of us are young whippersnappers anymore. I'm speaking on a personal note. I am turning 33 this year. I cannot deal with the 24 hours. I did it for King's Fall because I was dedicated and I knew that going in, we were going to stay in the full 24 hours. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was dying. Oh. Um, 48 hours felt way more dur- doable and mm-hmm. even though it was still struggle i don't feel nearly as dead mm-hmm. so I, I i would rather them do the 48 hours because it is healthier for everyone mm-hmm. um whether it be on the um tech support side um or the player side mm-hmm. it also allows um like with ron it allows more people to just try in maybe they're looking at doing it um they haven't really touched it before it allows them to kind of see okay this doesn't work this is what they're using now let's try this and maybe you know grow Mm. i have a lot of friends who are more casual they go in more to you know try out and see where they how they do yeah this allows them to have that chance at growth Mm -hmm. so i i definitely like the 40 it's a nice heck yeah well 10 it has been wonderful to have you on the show. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should, says finally. I say finally. He says finally, should, but he, he's been kind of, at, he's asked me like a year ago. 
I remember. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's well, it's good to have you now, and I'm glad that you're here, and I'm glad. Thank you so much for sharing everything that you have about your experience in Destiny Two. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Um, if pretty much most platforms, I have some account on. Um, mostly I'm still on Twitter, but Tumblr um is probably the next one that I'm most active on. I just got onto Blue Sky. Congratulations. Um, I'm very thankful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very. I I was not expecting to be able to get on there. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm. I was very happy when one of my friends was like, "I have a code. Do you want it?" <laughs> I was like, "Yes, please. Thank you." Yeah. Literally right before Elon said, "Yeah, we're not doing the blocking thing anymore," and I was like, "No. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 I've um, I've but, been flo I've been floating mine out there. I'm start I'm starting to put them into like little puzzles or like a I little saw, picture. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that was actually really cute. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Twitter or X, whatever it's called. Um, mm -hmm. Tumblr. Um, have an Instagram account, but I don't use it. Like I'm pretty much an, um, all over the place. Uh, mm -hmm. It's it's always just going to be Tenric. My name's Danfinity. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and the TikTok at danfinity.gg. You can also find me on Twitch three days a week, helping guardians with endgame activity. Twitch.tv forward slash Danfinity. If you'd like to support the show, remember to rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. Anything you say helps us in the algorithm. And if you'd like to give a couple bucks a month to help keep the lights on, head on over to coffee.com forward slash Danfinity. That is ko-fi.com forward slash Danfinity. All the links are in the notes for the show. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you find what you're grinding for. <laughs>